Hello and welcome back. It's been another week in my little corner of Oklahoma education. And uh, I think maybe, is it fall break-itis? We have senior-itis, but fall, fall break-itis is hitting hard this week. Uh, that fall break, just to be clear, isn't until 3.35 on this coming Tuesday. But last week, I think some students could smell the pumpkin spice in the air and the chili cooking on the stove or the campfire if they're going camping, but because uh, some of them were a, a bit goofy. Uh teacher on the hall was kind of wondering when the full moon was because it's, uh, yeah, some of them is just like, well, did you just run down the hall as a 10th grader? Like, and chase someone? Like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing right now? So I guess it's just a case of um, making sure we uh, discuss procedures still, uh, if that's a thing that we got to do. And, and I guess for more than anything for me, it's just a reminder of uh, complacency. Uh, complacency, or, or if I'm being honest, getting cocky, you know? I, I've got students who do that, teachers who do that. Uh, I've done it, but it's, uh, in, in terms of students, maybe they get a little comfortable with how things are going in class, and so they think, oh, I can just do what I want now. And it's like, no, that's not what's happening. Or maybe they have found success in some other classes. Uh, in my class in particular, um, some of them are taking me at my word. When you read when you're supposed to read and discuss when you're supposed to discuss and keep up with your study guide a little bit each day, you tend to do better on your test. And some of them have started off well. And this is also where they can get a little complacent because some of them I saw this week, they weren't filling it out as well as they had in the past. And it's like, well, it's history's easy. And I, I appreciate that they notice that we're, we're, we have things we got to get done, but we're not trying to make it as hard as possible. There's nothing in my job description that says this has to be hard. Um, and so I think they're maybe forgetting what were the steps that got them to the success that they are currently um, experiencing. And so hopefully that doesn't come to bite them this week. Uh, like I said, we're going to finish up our age of exploration unit on Tuesday with a, a test. And I'm hoping things are fine. I'm hoping maybe they <laughs> took my advice and caught up on their study guide. And we're planning on going over it tomorrow, making sure, checking their answers, which... They're starting to figure that out too. Farnham is not going to just tell them stuff when I'm like, hey, group two, why'd you come up with that first one about, you know, Spain and exploration? And if they just stare at me, I'm going to stare back. And if they keep staring at me, I give them a page number. They can go back and check it in their book because, yeah, this isn't for me. We, this is for them to double check what they got so they can have some peace of mind for tests. Because I know tests can be a bit annoying from time to time and anxiety inducing and I'm trying to help them out but I'm not doing it for them and uh, some of them are starting to figure that out and understand that a little bit better uh, let's see for me I yeah dealing with students like don't get complacent don't assume that because you know that group has been good this whole time that they might have a day where they get a little goofy or that group that has maybe finally, or that student has maybe finally gotten their act together and they're doing what they're supposed to, don't assume that they're always going to do it. Just like prepare for anything, I guess. Expect nothing, but prepare for anything. And I've, I've had to have some of those reminders this week with some of my classes and some of my groups because for whatever reason, they got a little goofy in some of my classes. And it was like, nope, that is not how we act. 
that is not going to bring success in here. And I would dare to say it's not going to bring success in life. So I'm going to be the adult to say, hey, maybe don't do that. Um, and also just help them be aware of how they come across in those moments. Because that's something my wife and I talk about a lot. The idea of making sure your reality is in alignment with what's actually going on. What's in my head, how I think I'm coming across versus how, how I am coming across the students. I may be thinking I'm being joking, but maybe not so much on the, the receiving end. Um, and I have to be aware of that and think about that. And also just the idea of what's, um, what my intention is, isn't always as important as how my audience receives it. Cause who knows what they were dealing with. Um, also, I'm kind of excited. My little PLC has decided to do a book study um, over, oh gosh, I forgot this, the name of the book. I don't want to get it wrong, but I think it's something like 17 things effective teachers do differently or great teachers do differently. And um, I'm kind of excited to go through it. I mean, they're tiny little chapters, but I, I think it's a case of we talk too much about what not to do. Like, don't do that. Don't be overly sarcastic in the classroom. Um, we, we know what not to do. Uh, but we don't always talk about like, well, what is successful? What is good? I mean, what can we focus on during this time? So uh, hopefully that'll be good. We're going to start that. I think our next meeting is Tuesday. So we do that Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've read my chapter and, uh, hopefully this is going to be a good thing. And if not it, me and the two or three that take it seriously, hopefully we'll learn something from it. And I'm also kind of excited because we're in that settling in phase. I've always had the opinion that my classes in March, April, and May, like what happens there is a direct result of what I do in August, September, October. You know, I, I never wanted to be that teacher uh, that I've seen in the hallways that is the end of the year going, oh, these kids can't wait for summer. These kids, they're on my nerves. These Because I always thought that that's a little weird because these kids are only doing what you allowed them to get away with. These kids are only doing what you set up the environment for them to do. And so I've always kind of, I don't agree with the whole don't smile till Christmas. Um, but no, I'm hard and fast on things like uh, making sure your phones are put away when you're supposed to be doing work for me or doing things with your group. Um, I've always been kind of a stickler on that. And also don't disrupt. And that's a conversation I've had to have a couple of times with the idea of um, it's not about volume. Cause I think some of the young men come from middle school and they're thinking, well, I wasn't loud. You know, I wasn't yelling across the room. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, like tapping and hitting things or throwing things. I was like, yes, congratulations. But you're also trying to have one of those silent little conversations across the room where like your eyebrows are going up and you're kind of mouthing something to someone else and they're trying to figure it out and their eyes are squinting. Meanwhile, someone else in the room is looking at it and seeing it and it turns into that tennis match because they look to the right to see what they're mouthing and they look to the left to see if the person understood it with their squinty eyes and the, oh they did understand it what are they mouthing back and the, it's just back and forth and i've had to explain to a couple of uh, young men actually that it's like that's still disruptive you, you can't do that um because you're causing a problem and people are now paying attention to your little non-verbal communication tennis match instead of reading or discussing or listening to me and so I had to have a couple of those talks, but more than anything, I'm, I'm starting to see some of those, um, like those little things that happen through the year to let me know that maybe I'm on the right path. I've had, um, 
a few students that just kind of hang out me, with me in the hallway. I greet students uh, at the door, uh, shake their hand. If they don't want to do that, do a high five. And if they don't, rarely, but I have a few who don't want to do that. And we just do a little wave um, just to take the temperature of who's coming in. But I always like it as the year goes on. I have a few who just kind of come out there with me. Some of them even join with the handshakes or fist bumps. I was joking with one young lady because she was like, do you think they'll do that? And it's like, I mean, just put your hand out there and try. See, because it's all about let them know what your expectations are. I mean, we joked about got to train them, got to train them to react to you too. And she thought that was kind of funny, but it's been, it's been cool to have those little conversations and seeing, seeing her realize like, oh, this is a thing I can do. She's giving little fist bumps and doing that little explosion. And we talked about how some of them didn't understand like the proper procedure. You're supposed to do after, um, and got excited when some of them knew. And, um, but it's just fun. It's just that connecting on a different level. And, I, uh, as some other students that's kind of come out, we just hang out and talk about the day or whatever's going on during that little passing period. And that to me is just the beginning of knowing this is going to be a good year. It's the beginning of knowing that they still find me worthy of respect, of, of listening. My voice is still worthy to listen to. Um, and just and that plus all the plethora of conversations that just go on through, class and the fact that they're willing to ask me things and joke with me um, or even just express their concerns about how school works and why is it that way and that's not right and I think sometimes I think sometimes they're shocked when I agree with them when there's like a, a, a grading procedure or thing going on in one of their other classes or in a previous school year and I'm like yeah that doesn't sound right and they're just like wait what I'm like yeah that, if, if that happened the way you're describing it that's not right whether it be an assignment that took weeks to grade um, or teachers who uh, don't put any grade in the grade book when a kid is absent and then they just drop in a bunch of zeros and all of a sudden a kid thinks they're good but then the their grade drops multiple letters and it's like no that's not right or uh, teachers teachers assigning still like large amounts of like packets and then things to do on canvas our online school information system and it's just, you hear them, it's just like, uh, it's just busy work. And they know it. And I know it too. But letting them know, it's like, yeah, no, I get it. And it's, it's, you know, it's not my class. I can't do anything about it. But you just got to do cost-benefit analysis. I mean, are you going to do some of the work, none of the work, all of the work? It depends on what you need out of it. And while you don't get a grade for this, this is also a lesson for life. Because there are sometimes there's things you just got to do. And you don't like it. You don't want to do it. You don't agree with the rule that's in place. But also... You got to ask yourself, do you want the consequences of not doing the thing? So having those little conversations along the way um, has been good. And it just, uh, yeah, it's also, again, uh, a reminder that things are going well. Things are going um, in the direction that I would hope they would be to land where I want my classes to be in March, April, and May. But I can't get complacent. I can't, you know, start giving them free time or things. I have to respect what's going on and, and keep to strategy that's working, that has worked for me and for my students. But don't get complacent and let that go. But also don't get complacent in assuming that what I do last year, what I did last year is going to work this year. And what I've done with my past classes is going to work this year. Be on the lookout for that as well. Like don't, don't get cocky about that as, a, as an educator. Don't assume that the game plan will always be the game plan and be willing to look for 
ways to improve because I think that's where I'm at. And, and, and I'm reminded of that because my, my wife's uh, theater group just finished their state one act competition. And that's all part of the process. They did the competition. They got superior rating. Um, they had a ton of kids get all state cast. And part of that comes from not settling, not getting complacent. It's like, that was really good. But like, you could be a little better with your accent on that scene. You could be a little better with your emoting um, on with that interaction. And it's just a constant process of trying to get better. And we know that with our sports. And we know that with our, our band concerts. My son in marching band, and he's working his way through the season. Got a couple more uh, competition, state competition to go. And, you know, it's just that fine-tuning process. And the same thing with the theater shows. And it's the same thing in life. It's like, don't don't assume you've arrived. Just know that you're better than what you were. And that tomorrow is another opportunity to do the same. And I think that's where I'm at. I'm excited where classes are going. Um, I am looking forward to fall break as well. Um, but I'm not going to settle. And I'll rest up and come back ready to go. And I'm looking forward to it. Because I'm not going to get cocky. And I'm not going to get complacent. I'm going to be aware um, and do my best to be the best I can be uh, and build the best environment for students, not only for the content, but just for their human skills. So yeah, that's where I'm at. And I hope you're aware of this too. Don't get cocky. Don't get complacent. And as always, have a day.